ripping them five-star tellies and two mic rhymes. Speed up average MCs at the times. Unlike them, we craft gems. So systematically inclined to pin lines Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another podcast episode of The Daily Mind on this nice Thursday. How's everyone's Thursday? Or how was your Thursday? You know, if your day is done or if your day is still going, how is it going so far? All right. Um, almost done with the week. Thank goodness. You know, everybody loves the weekends. If you can afford to have a weekend, some of us work on the weekends. Some of us don't. Anyway, hopefully everybody had a good day today. Um, excuse me. I had a day off today and it finally rained here in Clarksville. It hasn't rained in a hot minute. And let me tell you, the shit was triggering my allergies quite a bit. Um, but the weather was gorgeous though. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. A little warm in some spots, but it wasn't too humid either. You know, especially now that we are in the fall, it shouldn't be this way. But then I forget sometimes that, you know, I'm in the South. It's a little bit different down here. Anyway, while I had the day off, I was able to run some errands. And the coolest part of my day was I bought brand new tires. That is probably the saddest thing I've said all day. And that's how you know I'm getting old when buying tires is literally the highlight of my day. Just think about that for a minute. Um, that is literally the highlight of my day, buying new tires for my car. Um, <laughs> I mean, me as an, as somebody who loves cars, I have to take care of my car. You know, I, I had to get brand new tires anyway. I'm on my fourth cent since I've had the car. Um, I'm riding on Michelin's now as I winterize my car, Michelin tires. Okay. When I first purchased this car, it had hand cooked tires. Um, it is a Korean automobile. It's a Kia Sorento. So yeah, it comes with hand cooked tires. I went through the factory set. I purchased following uh another set of hand cooked tires with a very unique tread and then i purchased firestone tires and now i'm riding on michelin tires and these are supposed to be like high performance tires these are actually and i looked it up they have very very good tires um on the market right now and um yeah i've rode it for a little bit i've even set my um trip odometer my b so that i can actually track how many miles i'm riding on the tires yes i am that technical when it comes to cars I am very analytical and very, um, what's the term I'm looking for where somebody likes to take statistics? Well, I'm a very statistic person, right? I, I love numbers and figures and stuff like that. So anyway, um, riding around on new tires there, they're riding pretty darn good. I can't, if I, you know, must say so myself, that was the highlight of my day. Plus it rained, um, woken up, I got woken up by the thunderstorms this morning and as well as my wife and, um, yeah, it finally rained for a bit, which is awesome because we absolutely needed it today all right so what's on my mind what is uh today's episode inspired by well um actually it's inspired by an encounter i had at a uh, pizza hut right so um ordering a pizza you know a little not you know personal pan pizza right you know to myself because i'm greedy and um you know the manager or the shift uh shift supervisor actually he just comes up to the counter on his side and he's like man you know these kids are driving me crazy now, he was referring to his kids, right? I thought maybe he was talking about, like, other kids. But he was referring to his kids, and he went into a spiel. Now, mind you, I'm just minding my business, right? But I've said this many a time throughout the series that I always have somebody just randomly come up and talk to me. And I'm, you know, I got my eyes, my face buried in my phone, and he just starts talking. And, of course, my nature, I, I'm obliged to listen. I'm not going to sit there and be rude. 
But anyway, he started talking about his kids um, who is in uh, school, high school, I believe. And he was telling me how just like how off the hook they were, you know, and, and you see this man like you could tell he was retired military. You know, he's done his time and whatnot, but you could tell like he's just exhausted. Right. Um, between, I guess, work and having to deal with his kids. And he was talking about sending one of his kids to, um, you know, to an alternative school because the kid is so bad. You know, he was just like, and you know, I don't ha I, I don't have like small kids myself, but I was giving him whatever advice I can and joking with him. And I was like, you know what? Uh, you know, back in the day, you used to get your ass whipped with like belts and extension cords. Now you can't really do that. I was like, if you want to hit them where it hurts, why don't you just take the electronics away, man? Like your kid will melt if you took away their phone, even for like five minutes. You know what I mean? Take away their phone. That is like their, their spirit. And he was, you know, he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm probably just going to have them sit in my restaurant with no phone, just sitting there looking at the, looking at the, the void, which I guess is cool. I would do that. I mean, because nowadays you can't really discipline your kids the way, you know, you might have been disciplined back in your day, you know, as you're sitting there ripping and running the streets doing stupid stuff. You know, nowadays, you know, kids are, are you know, they'll call the police on you. There's a lot more protections against that type of thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, it shouldn't happen. But, you know, I think there's just too much intervention in how people take care of their kids. You know, and I think that's part of the reason why we have kids just running around pretending like they're just invincible and can't be touched but anyway what inspired that from that i took away you know i was going to do a um, episode on parenting um in the 21st century but i'm gonna flip the script and i'm gonna just talk about tv dads because he did remind me of one of those um 80s 90s tv dads he reminded me more like he was like a mix between uncle phil and carl winslow like he had the build he was a little darker um, but he reminded me of Carl Winslow and it kind of just brought the idea of the TV dad thing. Plus it was one of those topics that I've had, um, on the back burner for a minute when it came to, um, TV dads, I, I had that topic on my list of topics to do. So what I want to talk about tonight is TV dads, right? Um, for me, I grew up with, um, you know, TV dads such as Danny Tanner, Uncle Phil, Carl Winslow, you name it, uh, Bill Cosby, you know, TV dads that are going to be cemented in TV history forever. And, you know, these TV dads not only had an influence on the show, but they had an influence on a lot of dads um, looking um, from the outside in, you know, when they tune in to watch these shows and whatnot, you know. And they displayed particular different types of dads, right? Uncle Phil, he was kind of no-nonsense. He was stern, but he loved his kids, and he showed it in a way that some people would just frown upon, like, you know, oh, he seems so mean. And he had, like, the lighthearted, you know, Danny Tanner type, right? And you just had Carl Winslow, who just kind of went off all the time. And then Bill Cosby, who was just, well, joking. But, you know, I don't know. I can't really describe Bill Cosby in a sense, right? So there's always the debate about who is the best TV dad of all time. Now, there's many, many, many websites and there's many lists that are out there that dictate who they believe are some of the top dads. But without a shadow of a doubt, you will always find on every single list, Uncle Phil, Carl Winslow, Bill Cosby, Danny Tanner. And those I know for a fact you will definitely find on there. Homer Simpson even makes the list. And he's a cartoon character. But nonetheless, he's a dad. And he's a very influential dad, even though he's just animated. But you get the idea, right? And... I know sometimes you guys will watch TV 
and you kind of wish your dad was just like that dad. But in reality, that can't be the case. But your real dad, right? Your real dad may have a sprinkle of each of those characters' traits in a sense, but you can't emulate somebody else's fatherly style. You have to be your own father, right? It's kind of like when I'm at work and they're like, oh, you should be like these other NCOs. No, I have to be like myself. That's how I deli- um, That's how I build my leadership personality and style. And that's how people recognize me by the way I am, not by who I'm emulating, right? And who I'm em- emulating, they might hate, so they're going to hate me too. But you get the idea. Anyway, I was looking for some lists to go through. Um, and I wanted to find something a little bit comprehensive, right? But nonetheless, I've looked through multiple lists, and these dads did make every single one of these different lists. But this one, I kind of liked a little bit more. And what I want to do is I'm going to, of course, like I normally do, I'm going to go through the top TV dads. So I found an article in regards to this. This is on um, <clears throat> a website called purewow.com. And PureWow wrote an article about uh, last January of the 33 of the best TV dads of all time, okay? Like I said, some of these, you already know who they are. I don't even got to, like, go through the whole list, but you sh- you already know. But these dads also made the list on other um, <clears throat> of best dad lists out there. So, as of course, it's been pu- it was published on January 10th, 2022, and 33 of the best dads of all time. It starts off with, sure, we're suckers for a female-led TV show, but we can't deny that Danny Tanner, there you go, there's a hint right there, from Full House, played by the late, great Bob Saget, taught us more than enough life lessons to qualify as our legal guardian. In fact, there are countless fictional patriarch, uh, patriarchs, uh, excuse me, who will undoubtedly go down as the greatest father figures we've never knew we needed. From Coach Taylor to Philip Banks, here are the 33 best TV dads of all time. Just don't tell our rear, our rear, our real dad, okay? That's where it ends off at. Now, I already see who the number one dad is, okay? But what I want to do is I want to start backwards, um, starting from number thirty-three, and it gives a little, a, a little bit of a synopsis on this type of dad and who they are, okay? Some of these dads that made the list may surprise you, okay? Some may even appear on this list from shows you never even heard of before, but please believe that most of these dads you've heard of before and or seen their show at least once, okay? So I'm going to get right into it, number 33. Let's get it. Number 33, um, for those for those who watch Glee, uh, number 33, Burt Hummel, played by Mike O'Malley, okay? I think um, for some of us older folks, I remember Mike O'Malley had, uh, he was the host of Guts, the old school Nickelodeon TV show, and then he had his own show, uh, Yes, Dear. Um, sometime way back in the 2000s. It says, uh, played by Mike O'Malley, it says, while Glee was characterized by many outrageous characters, Bert was one of the more subdued ones and also one of the best, a single dad who works as a mechanic and loves football. Bert is always, above everything else, a loving and protective father, especially after his son Kurt comes out to him as gay, and their father and son dynamic is still one of the best in TV history. Now, I can't argue against this. I've never seen the show, but I know Mike... I know Mike O'Malley, not personally, but from uh, some of his uh, film and television work. But it sounds, it, you know, wait a minute, hold on. If From what the Mike O'Malley I know, I would have never pictured him playing such a role. In fact, I think the first serious role I've seen this guy play was the movie, um, God, um, Sully, 
he played one of the FAA investigators, and that was probably the first serious role I've ever seen this dude play in. But apparently in this show, he's actually pretty good. So, I mean, for those who watch Glee or have not seen Glee, you might catch a glimpse of this guy. Okay, uh, number 32. Um, now, everybody should know this, Dad. Mike Brady, played by Robert Reed. Yeah, Mike Brady from the Brady Bunch. Um, it says, it's no wonder Mike Brady was named Father of the Year at Marsha nominated him on the show. The fact that he managed to support a wife, six kids, and a maid was already quite remarkable. But we especially admire his wisdom, calm demeanor, and strong moral compass. Where would the family be without him? One thing I noticed about Mike, he never yelled. I don't think this man has ever yelled at these kids at all. Now, this man was an architect, so he was already making uh, a, a good, decent amount of money. Okay, and not one time I've seen this man yell. And the fact that he married someone who had three girls. Now, there's always a debate about guys marrying women that already have kids. But this man had three kids himself, three sons. And he still married this woman that had three kids. That's amazing. And, yeah, he definitely was the type of dad that that kept his composure, you know, and he was, you know, pretty strong-willed without having to, like, really, really show it. You know, passive aggressiveness, not out of this guy. Number 31, Flex Washington from the TV show One on One. I watched One on One when it was on UPN back in the early, mid-2000s quite a bit. Uh, Flex Anderson, right? Now, you don't really hear too much about that man now in the uh, filming and TV circuit. Uh, but he was a big deal back in the 90s into the 2000s. Anyway, Flex Washington, one-on-one. Um, -on -one. It's not every day that you see a father agree to become a single dad, even if it means having to sacrifice his bachelor lifestyle. Flex always looked out for his daughter, Brianna, played by Kyla Pratt. And more importantly, he acknowledged his flaws and made a genuine effort to be a better father. Remember when he joined Brianna for therapy sessions to avoid making the same mistakes his father made? I don't remember that episode. But yeah, he, um, he was a sports writer. Um, he had a pretty good job, and he, he did whatever it takes to support his daughter. And you don't see that very often on TV. You know what I mean? Especially from an African-American perspective, right? Because most times Hollywood kind of likes to paint African-American men as not strong-willed fathers. Like Moesha, for example, Frank was the perfect all-American, like all-around TV father. And then the writers fucked it up by making him look like somewhat of a deadbeat hiding a love child, which Dorian turned out to be his kid. That's where the show jumped the, the shark, and a lot of the cast did not agree with that um, direction, simply because it, it literally just painted the black man in a way like he can't be a legitimate father. But that's for another uh, episode. All right, uh, number 30, Lewis Hong off the show Fresh Off the Boat, played by Randall Park. It says, so being practical isn't exactly his strong suit, but we love Lewis for his easygoing nature and contagious optimism. Not only does he support and care for his family, but he also manages to stay positive while dealing with a very controlling partner. Okay, I've never seen the show, so I can't really, like, jump and chime in on this dude. I know uh, Randall Park, he played, um, he played, I think, in Nora's from Queens, that, that more recent show with Aquafina. I think he's on that show as well, and, and quite a other few shows. So he's a really good Asian lead when it comes to a lot of uh, TV shows. He's actually a pretty good guy. Uh, number 29, Dre Johnson from Blackish, played by Anthony Anderson. Now, this isn't like one of my favorite shows to watch and whatnot, but from time to time, I would chime in, check it out, watch it, you know. So he's played by Anthony Anderson. It says here that he won't hesitate to give his kids an impromptu lecture on black history or what it means to be black in America. But while encouraging them to take pride in their roots, he also sets a good example through his career and inspiring work ethic. 
which is very much true. He's very pro pro black in this show. I mean, the show is called Blackish. Okay, it, it makes sense. It's in the title, so that's kind of like what he pushes on his kids, just to kind of protect them in this ever changing world of uh of social imbalance, if you will. Okay, now this show, Sister Sister, Ray Campbell comes in at number twenty eight, played by Tim Reed. You guys know him from like WKRP in Cincinnati and shit. Um, it says, sure, Ray could be a bit overprotective, but we always knew his heart was in the right place. The successful businessman was not only kind enough to take in his adoptive daughter's sister and her mom, but over time he grew to become a wonderful father to both girls, teaching them valuable lessons along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Now this, if they would have stuck with this formula in Moesha, Moesha could have probably went a lot longer. They didn't paint um, Tim Reed in this show to be like, you know, deceptive, you know, cheating type. No, not at all. Not at all. Now, this guy, this next guy should have probably been in like the top th the top five. Uh, number 27, Carl Winslow of Family Matters, played by Reginald Vell Johnson. Okay, Carl, big guy, Winslow. I think he was like definitely on the top five of a uh, favorite TV dads. Okay, uh, the hardworking patriarch was flawed, but he's still one of the most loving and caring fathers to ever grace the small screen. Plus, aside from raising his own children, Carl also had to deal with Steve Urkel's antics, which required a whole lot of patience. And for that alone, he deserves a spot in the list. Absolutely. And again, we can't forget who really made that show, where it was, uh, where, where it turned out to be, was uh, Steve Urkel. But nonetheless, it helped carry this guy, Carl Winslow, into the spot of a best TV dad. Because let's, let's, let's face it, if Steve Urkel was never introduced to the show Family Matters, would have never lasted as long as it did. Or this man, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, would have would have never left an everlasting impact, and you know, put, cementing himself as the TV dad. If it wasn't for the fact Steve Urkel um, created the extension to the show, but that's still not taken away from the fact that he's definitely one of the TV dads of all time. All right, number twenty six. Now this is from a small. Some people you know may have forgotten this show. Smart guy. Uh, number twenty six. Floyd Henderson. Uh, he's played by John Marshall. John Marshall Jones. Okay, he this guy, he had some bits and stuff in other TV shows, too. But honestly, this is the first show I've seen where he actually had a lead. Okay, anyway, it says the widowed single father was an expert at balancing discipline with love when it came to his three kids. Not only that, but he kept his kids in line while also managing his own roofing company. Talk about impressive. All right. And I believe in the show he was also widowed. Um, he was a widower. So, you know, it didn't really paint him in such a way either. Um Next one, number 25, Jason Seaver from Growing Pains. It says here, played by Al the late Alan Thick. It says, first of all, Dr. Seaver makes sure, makes sure to have a home office so he could always be around his family. Now, that's dedication. Second, he serves as a great moderator for the bickerings between his three children. And third, the man has a killer head of hair. Of course he deserves to make the list. Now, just imagine, you know, you're like, okay, I'm away from work too much. Let me, you know, I'm away from my kids too much. I'm sorry. I'm away from my kids too much. Let me bring my work home so I can spend some time with my kids. That's what this man did. Bravo. Number 24, this guy. He's definitely one of my favorite TV dads. Number 24, Dan Connor from Roseanne, played by John Goodman. This dude had, had a range. He has a range of acting. And in the show, he, his emotions almost felt so real, especially when it came to bickerings with his wife and his kids and stuff. Like, it, the emotion was pretty real. It was almost like he was talking to his actual wife and kids. It says, played by John Goodman, perhaps more than anyone on this list, 
Dan Connor embodies the typical dad. Like the majority of off-screen patriarchs, he isn't perfect, but he always tries his best when it came to his kids. Not to mention, he's the only one on the list that actually came back from the dead. <laughs> the Connor spinoff. Yeah, I'm still you know, flabbergasted by the idea this man came back from the dead because in the original Roseanne, he died of a heart attack. But apparently that seemed to have been some sort of weird dream sequence into the Connors when Roseanne was still in it, and then now she died. Next. Anyway, number 23, Edward Ned Stark of Game of Thrones, played by Sean Bean. Okay, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, all right, but I'm going to read it. It says, sure, his head was ceremonially, ceremonially chopped off in season one, but he still managed to raise six badass children before he died. He was able to teach them to be loyal, kind, and to never give up, even if it means killing your own aunt to save the seven kingdoms. Number 22, now remember I said he was going to make the list? Well, he made different lists, but he made this one too. Number 22, the animated Homer Simpson from The Simpsons, voiced by Dan Castellaneta. Don't scroll, hear us out. If you could get beyond the fact that he's a fictional char cartoon character, you'll realize that Homer is totally a hands-on dad. While he may not be able to give his three kids everything they want, take Bart and video games, for example, he does give them something more important, time and attention. Yes, Homer Simpson. <laughs> yes, he is a TV dad, so it makes sense. This next one, which he didn't play in a lot of episodes of Seinfeld, but he's on this list. Number 21, Frank Costanza, played by Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad. Let's face it, George was definitely a mama's boy. However, at times he was also a papa's boy, if that's even a thing. And while Frank, also known as Mr. Costanza, tends to be on the angrier side, he definitely cares about his son and made for some pretty memorable moments in the hit sitcom. Uh, might we remind you of the time he fought Elaine at the police station for saying George wasn't clever? There is a son. I don't know. I never heard the term Papa's boy because the way I see things, and, and I think everybody can attest to this, is that daughters lean more towards their fathers and sons lean more towards their mothers, which is why the term Mama's boy. You never hear Papa's boy. Or you'll hear daddy's little girl, but you'll never hear papa's boy. It just, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I don't know. We, we can't make it out. All right. So I got 20 more. All right. Making it down this list. Number 20, my man, Tony Soprano. <laughs> the Sopranos. Boy, I, I'm going to give this man a round of applause. He is definitely one of my, definitely one of my favorite dads. Tony Soprano played by the late James Gandolfini. This man, whew, especially when, uh, Meadow brought the the biracial boy, uh, the biracial guy to uh, his house. Boy, was that that was wild. It says, we know what you're thinking. How could a dangerous Jersey mob boss possibly make it on this list? Well, as it turns out, Tony will do absolutely anything for his children. Yes, even physically harm someone if he has to. From the outset of the series, Soprano made sure his kids are taken care of. And although we question some, okay, a lot of his life choices, we still think he earned some major dad points. I have to agree. I have to agree. Family was everything to this man, uh, regardless of what he did on the outside. Nonetheless, whatever he did on the outside was for them, was for his kids. That's admirable. Number 19, Sandy Cohen of the OC. Never seen the show. Played by Peter Gallagher. It says, not only does Sandy have a wonderful relationship with his biological son, Seth, but he also didn't miss a beat taking in as one of his own, a juvenile, 
from Chino, who everyone else abandoned. Not to mention his sandwich maker skills are top notch. Okay, well, I've never seen the damn show, so I can't tell. Number 18, another animated dad has made it on this list. You'll never know who it is until I tell you, and I'm going to tell you right now. Bob Belcher of Bob's Burgers. Oh, this dude is, he's something else. Uh, he's voiced by John H. John Benjamin. Okay, he's also, I believe, who else did he voice? Oh, he also voices Archer, too, which is why they sound similar. It says, Bob Belcher is not only tolerant, supportive, loving, principled, and grounded, but the father of three is also impressively hardworking when it comes to family restaurants. Um, honestly, the Belcher family does a great job of depicting the real-life dynamics of the modern American family. Now, some may say this is kind of like a Simpsons ripoff. Some may say it's kind of like a Family Guy ripoff, but I think it's, I think it kind of taken a, a good portion of the Simpsons formula and maybe a bit of the Family Guy formula and made this. It's like when they said Family Guy was a ripoff of the Simpsons, which it clearly is, but a lot, uh, a lot more uh, raunchier, a lot more darker. All right, number 17, my man Al Bundy from Married with Children. This man was the dad. He, he's, he was the dad. All right, my man, played by Ed O'Neill. It says, yup, way before O'Neill got his gig on Modern Family, the actor played one of the 80s most lovable dads. While Al faced many struggles throughout his life, he managed to get by and provide for his wife, Peg, and his two kids, Kelly and Bud. Uh, he also made sure to teach his children not to expect handouts from anyone and to put all into everything they do. Even though his delivery in that didn't quite come off as dad-like, he meant well. He knew what he was doing. Like, not every dad is going to be your yuppie, you know, cardigan around the around their neck type dad. No, you might have a blue-collar guy like, you know, Al Bundy. Oh, excuse me. That can instill the same teachings and principles, but in a much more not-so- orthodox way if that makes any sense all right number 16 william hill from the show this is us all right now this okay this show here this is us my wife got me watching that show with her one time i still have to binge watch the show myself that show had me fucking glued i love the way it transitioned between the past the present and even the future at times um william hill played by the late ron cephas jones who i believe just passed away um, just last month, he passed away recently, Ron Cephas Jones. Um, it said he might not have raised Randall, but William Hill deserves an honorable mention. In the short time he knew his son, William did what he could to make up for lost time. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because I believe he, he might have already been dying in real life while he was doing that show because it, it just so seemed like it. Because um, I believe This Is Us um, finished up maybe like two, three years ago. It was very recent the show finished up. Wasn't that long ago. Number 15, Eric Taylor from Friday Night Lights, played by Kyle Chandler. I've never seen the show. It says, Coach Taylor was a father both on and off the field. Not only was he there for his players, many of which lacked a stable home, but he was also, but he also was an attentive father to his teenage daughter, Julie. And let's face it, at times she was a handful. The real reason we love Coach so much. He taught us our life motto, quote, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Some words to live by. Some pretty cool words. All right, next show, number 14. It says Adam Braverman from the show Parenthood, played by Pete Kra Peter Krause. Another show I've never really watched. It says, well, we'll admit that he has a cheesy moments, but Adam Braverman is all about making sure his son Max, who suffers from Asperger's syndrome, remain happy and healthy, even if that means impromptu hiking trips for some bonding time. 
Overall, Adam wants to support his family and make sure they know that they are loved and cared for at all times. Very nice. This guy, number 13, Gomez Adams. Now, you're going to say which Gomez Adams, right? Remember, this is television. So we're going back to the old school Adams family Gomez, played by John Aston, who is still alive and kicking today. It says, look, we're not saying we want to drop our lives and be part of the spooky clan, but the head of the Adams family is no doubt a loving father. A little unorthodox at times, sure. But no one can rock a dad stash quite like he can. And you know what I loved about Gomez Adams? Like myself, he loved trains. Even though he would like destroy the fucking trains and shit like that, he probably had money to buy more trains. Because if I did some shit like that, I'm not buying trains off the rip. They're expensive. But nonetheless, we shared that same common love for trains. But yeah, he was actually a cool dad. Even in the movies, of course, but this ain't the movies. We're talking TV. All right, number 12, Cyrus Rose from the show Gossip Girl, played by Wallace Shawn. Sure, it took Blair a while to come out around to her new stepdad, but Cyrus Rose has all the qualities you could ever want in a father figure. He quickly grew on everyone and offered some wholesome joy to the Waldorf clan. And in a world where parents were more concerned with their Prada bags and UES galas, Cyrus was the most attentive parent and gave some serious great advice. Not to mention, I, I ran into Wallace Shawn by accident one time. Um, I was a messenger in New York City some time back. And as I'm coming out the building, he's getting in an elevator. Mind you, though, the funny thing about running into this guy, Wallace Shawn, was I asked him, I'll never forget, like, when, the, you know, when are you going to make another, you know, is there another Toy Story movie coming out? And he just, you know, he, in his voice and smile, said, we'll see. Funny enough, just a couple of years, a few years later, Toy Story 3 came out. Yes, very touching story. Yes, he is the voice of Rex, in case you haven't noticed. He talks like that in real life, too. <laughs> and if you watch his TV shows, that's just the way he talks. All right, next show, Steve, number 11, Steve Brady from the show Sex in the City, played by David Eigenberg. It says, while we see many emphasis on many men throughout the series, Steve is one of the few fathers, and boy, is he good with Brady. Miranda even knows how wonderful he is with their young son. In the franchise first movie, she writes down good father as a pro to decide if she should take Steve back. Never really cared for the show. I did like Miranda, though. She is a redhead, so she's cute. Shout out to all the redheads. But I never really sat there and cared for the show or the movie. All right, now we're down to the last 10 TV dads of all time. Number 10, Walter White of Breaking Bad, played by Brian Cranston. Uh, you got to give it to this dude, uh, Walter White. You know, despite the way he did it, he did it for his fucking family, period. And, 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 and it's the way he did it is just amazing. It says here, it's not every day that a high school chemistry teacher diagnosed with an operable lung cancer turns to selling meth in order to secure his family's future. But that's not why he's on this list. Yes, Walter White ends up destroying his family and ultimately dying a bitter death. But we believe his original intentions was good. Yeah, he did leave them behind a very vast amount of money. Very vast amount. All right, I was just watching this next one. This guy arguably definitely definitely belongs on this list, okay? And it's quite sad that he didn't stick around for the entire series of the TV show. Number nine, James Evans Sr. of Good Times. This man right here instilled fear in your fucking heart. You had a dad like this. You were probably the most successful person of all time. You made sure you did not disappoint this man right here. Uh, he was played by John Amos. 
James Evans Sr. goes above and beyond to provide for his family, even if it means working multiple jobs. Let us be clear, he didn't deserve that fatal Season 4 bombshell. Give you a little synopsis on that. He died in Season 4 in a car crash in Mississippi. What really happened was that CBS did not want to pay that man any more money. He negotiated for more pay. CBS was like, no, they killed him off the show. And I strongly believe that after that happened, the show jumped the shark. Yes, Walona showed up more. And then um, fucking, whatchamacallit's boyfriend, Thelma, the former football player, showed it just wasn't the same anymore. The show revolved around a strong fatherly figure and a strong mom. When he left, that was it. But yeah, James Evans Sr., a.k.a. John Amos, definitely belongs on the top 10 of any father, uh, TV father of all time list. Period. Number eight, this silly motherfucker, Phil Dunphy of Modern Family. I remember my wife was binge watching this show, and this guy is a goofball. He's just a straight overall goofball, uh, played by Ty Burrell. It says he may not be the sharpest tool in the shed, but he's accepting, understanding, and really, really good at pretending to know magic. This is the kind of goofy dad we all need, not only on our TV screens, but in our everyday lives. This man probably tells killer dad jokes, which, speaking of which, if you have not heard that episode, that one premiered last night, take a listen to it if you haven't heard it yet. All right, moving right along. Number seven, Fred Andrews from the show Riverdale, played by the late Luke Perry. Uh, we'll try and not get too sentimental on you here. The late actor's character is pretty much on the only uh, parental figure on the show with actual parent uh, parenting skills and morals, while the others are um, um, gallivanting around town and hiding secrets from their kids. Fred is the only one who actually is there for his son and even literally takes a bullet for him. You take a bullet for your kid and you survive or die? Nonetheless, very, very admirable shit right there. Absolutely. Number six, every episode with this man on this particular TV show always have me crying. Number six, Michael Kyle of My Wife and Kids, played by Damon Wayans, of the course of the famous Funny Williams, I mean Wayans clan. It says Michael Kyle was the ultimate early 2000s dad. From using reverse psychology to playing practical jokes, he handled real life issues like a total breeze. He did struggle on some issues. I mean, parenting is not a breeze. Okay, it's not a breeze. You're going to run into shit, but it's how you handle it. And he, that was his way of getting by a lot of shit without going off the handle and being super aggressive. Number five, Ron Swanson of Parks and Recreation, played by Nick Offerman. For someone who famously hates kids, Swanson takes fairly quickly uh, to his girlfriend Diane's two daughters. On one occasion, he even stays at the office to babysit the young girls, finding himself weighing over his head. However, he eventually gets the hang-up of things and the couple ends up having their own child together. Just imagine that. You know how many people say that they don't want kids and then they turn around and have kids? Yeah, it works like that sometimes. All right, number four. This man should be within the three, but he is number four on this list, but he should be the top three of the top 10 of the top 100. Number four, Philip Banks from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, played by James Avery. This man showed many emotions, and when he was angry, you felt it. I think every kid of that time felt it when they watched this show as if, like, their fucking dad was right there, like, just berating them, just getting on them. 
It says, uh, he may be Uncle Phil to us and to Will Smith, but to his kids, Hillary, Ashley, Carlton, and Nikki, Philip is the best dad. He also played the role of the patriarch for Will, who up until he moved to Bel Air, never had a paternal figure in his life. At times, Uncle Phil's temper can get high, but how else are you going to keep a house full of kids and an eccentric nephew in line? And boy, shit, he, he sure and hell put Will in line and put him in check more than once. All right, this guy, again, going back to This Is Us, Jack Pearson, right? This guy was, he was like an awesome dude. Not to mention, handsome. Pause. Yes, the man was handsome, all right? Yeah, he was handsome. I know my wife, when she watched that show, was just gazing. I saw her eyes when she seen this dude, Jack Pearson, played by Milo uh, Ventimiglia. I was like, hun, you better watch. You better blink a couple of times. Don't just sit there and just stare and not blink. It says, Jack Pearson is pretty much your quintessential television dad. Not only is he a selfless provider, but he loves his wife and children unconditionally. Literally, his family is his whole world. He's also one of the only fathers who can reduce us to a pool of tears with his pep talks and witty one-liners. Absolutely, this man was an emotional roller coaster. He had you either happy, sad, angry. He even adopted a kid. He adopted a kid and treated it like his own because in the show, um... If I'm not mistaken, they lost one kid, and somehow he found another kid. And the kid was African-American, and he treated it like his own. You know what I mean? He Oh, that's how it was. He was having triplets, okay? Him and his wife was having triplets. One of the triplets died. And somehow this one kid, this African-American kid, was dropped off at a, at a um, firehouse. And somehow he ended up adopting that kid. It's crazy. The guy was awesome. The guy was awesome. All right, number two, this man right here. Every time I look at my wallet, this man's face will appear in my wallet. Christopher Julius Rock II. Everybody Hates Chris, played by Terry Crews. It says, introducing one of the most down-to-earth TV dads. His penny-pinching ways will make you think twice about turning on the air conditioner or not. Yeah, the man was a penny-pincher, but he did it for good reason. He had good intent. Execution was just a little weird, though. All right, now, this is what you guys have been waiting for. As I'm about to hit the 40-minute mark, my, again, my show is typically a half hour, but, you know, it goes a little over, it goes a little over. The number one on this list from PureWild.com of the 33 best TV dads, number one, Danny Tanner, Full House. Yes, Danny Tanner, played by the late Bob Saget, is the number one TV dad. On this list of all time, and I think he might even be number one on any other list as well. It says, while Bob Saget's passing away at the age of 65, the world lost a man who brought one of the most endearing father figures to television. As a single dad who loses his wife in an accident and tries to figure out how to raise three young daughters, with the help of some of his loved ones, Danny Tanner taught us that it's perfectly acceptable to ask your guests to remove their shoes at the door. And although we hate to say it, we can't help but love his corny heart-to-hearts. You can't get any more 90s than that with corny heart-to-hearts. Funny thing about Bob Saget is that he is a complete opposite person of what you see on Full House. If you ever see some of his comedy material or if you even caught a glimpse of the movie um, Half-Baked, the man is vulgar as fuck. <laughs> he is dark and vulgar when he when, when his material. And I love it because when you listen to this man on stage, it, you, you're like, wait a minute, this is Danny Tanner. This is no way that this is Danny Tanner talking like that. But you forget, he's Bob Saget. And Bob Saget is a completely different persona 
than Danny Tanner, and he could flip that shit oh so well. And it's amazing. And it's sad that we lost that man in the way we did um, a year or so ago. I was actually cut, like caught off guard with that. I think everybody was. Again, we 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 think that these people are immortal, but they're not. They do die like everybody else. But Bob Saget kind of caught us way the hell off guard. I mean, way off guard. Anyway, that is the 33 top TV dads of all time now. You may think otherwise, and there's other lists you can look at too, um, but send me an email, thedailymindpodcast at gmail.com, and you tell me who do you think is the best TV dad, not just the 90s, the 80s, of all time, okay? And, of course, you can leave it on a little message, little voice message link for Spotify listeners. There should be a little link you should be able to um, click on there, and I think it shows up on other platforms too um, that you can click on there and basically um, just you could tell me who you think is the best TV dad. Honestly, my my top choice, I think, of best TV dad, I'll be honest with you, um, Philip Banks, James Avery, I think is the number one TV dad of all time. Even though the show only lasted um, just about, what, six seasons, six years, uh, 90 to 95 or 90 to 96, some shit like that, he, he, he influential. Every time I see this man, you know, it's, it's just powerful. But yes, all of these guys deserve to be on this list for sure. All right. So, hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast, taking about 30, 40 minutes of your day. Mucho appreciate it. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode, whenever that may be. Could be tomorrow. Could be Sunday. Could be Saturday. Who knows? All right. So, hey, thanks for listening. And you guys enjoy the rest of your Thursday. And hopefully you got some big, big things planned for your weekend. But make sure you tune into the show or whatever episode you may have missed, all right? So, hey, thanks for listening. Have a great night. See you later. Ciao. Up in the five-star telly, saying two mic rhymes. Be them average MCs of the times. Unlike them, we crap gems. So systematically inclined. The pen lines without saying nothing.